0: Donald Trump went totally off the rails this week after judge Arthur Ingeron refused to grant his request to delay his testimony in the ongoing fraud trial. Now there's a reason for this. I'll get the Trump statement in a minute, but just a little bit of backstory here. Trump is scheduled to give his testimony this coming Monday, December 11th. Because of that, he was not allowed according to the New York state Supreme court. To get an expedited hearing on appealing his gag order. So he's mad. And by the way, they wouldn't let him do the expedited hearing because they said, hey, we don't have time to do that before you testify, so you're kind of screwed. So Trump then has his lawyers go to Judge Arthur Ingraham and say, hey, Judge. I know we've been at this for a few months, but would you mind screwing up the entire trial schedule that we set by the way, (laughs) so that we can appeal this gag order instead of just getting the trial over with because Trump's the last witness. Like after that, it's closing statements and you're done. So The judge was like, no, no, like, let's just end this and be done with it. You know, holidays right around the corner. It'd be great to have this all tied up in a bow just in time for Christmas. And Trump got pissed. So Trump got on truth social as per usual and said that Ingeron should actually be removed from the bench for not being willing to blow up the trial schedule that Trump's own lawyers had set. Here's what Trump said we have totally proven our case. The judge and the AG falsified the value of Mar-a-Lago and other assets to make me look as bad as possible and got caught for anyone else. What they did would be considered fraud and they would be thrown off the bench and out of office. Um, oh, okay. That's, that's certainly an interesting take on, uh, things, I guess. But no, the judge did not commit fraud. No, the New York attorney general did not commit fraud. In fact, the only one that's committed fraud here is Donald Trump, uh, along with obviously his sons and his organization. And I can say that factually because the court already ruled that, okay, your liability here has already been predetermined and yet you're still sitting there on truth social putting out these lies because you want your base to believe one, that you're not as corrupt as you are, but more importantly too, that you have more money and more value than you've even stated in the past, right? Like as much as you've said, you're worth, you're totally worth even more than that. You were just being a little modest about it. And because of that, you think Ingeron should be the one punished instead of you. Now, that's not going to happen. And Donald Trump can have all the sour grapes that he wants, but he has to understand that his legal team is the one that screwed up in this particular instance. Had they filed this motion for expedited appeal last Thursday, when the gag order was reinstated, they probably could have gotten a hearing before Monday. I mean, Monday, when he's supposed to text testify. So next Monday, but they didn't do that. They waited until the last minute. Now they're pissed. now they look like idiots. They got basically scolded for being idiots by the court. And you're the one left holding the bag, not because judge Arthur Ingeron did something wrong, but because you hired these bargain bin attorneys who clearly have no idea what in the hell they're doing during an interview this week. Steve Bannon spoke with close Donald Trump ally, Kosh Patel and Steve Bannon, obviously a very close ally of Donald Trump as well. And the two of them openly admitted, and keep in mind, this was actually prior to Donald Trump telling Sean Hannity that he was going to be a dictator for just one day. Before that even happened, Bannon and Patel in an interview on Bannon's podcast admitted that Donald Trump's threats. abuse his power once he gets in office are not in fact threats. They're actually things that Donald Trump is going to do. So in other words, all of those horrible things that we've been warning you about, Trump's closest friends are saying, yeah, he is going to do that. Let me read you this exchange between Bannon and Patel. Bannon says, do you feel highly confident that when you go back and as a senior member of this administration, president Trump's administration, starting in the afternoon of the 20th of January of 2025, do you feel confident that you will be able to deliver the goods that we can have serious prosecutions and accountability? A- and I want the morning Joe producers that watch us and all the producers to wa- uh, that watch us. This is just not rhetoric. We're absolutely dead serious. Bannon said, We're not, you cannot have a constitutional republic and allow what these deep staters have done to the country. The deep state, the administrative state, the fourth branch of government, never mentioned in the Constitution, is going to be taken apart brick by brick, and the people that did these evil deeds will be held accountable and prosecuted. Criminal prosecutions. Kosh, I know you're probably going to be the head of the CIA, but do you believe that you can deliver the goods on this in a pretty short order of the first couple of months so we can get rolling on prosecutions? So, To sum up what Bannon asked, he's like, hey, gosh, you're going to be put in a position of power. You seem like a pretty corrupt guy. You going to abuse that power on behalf of Donald Trump? Patel responded, yes, we got the bench for it, Bannon. And you know, those guys, I'm not going to go out there and say their names right now so the radical left-wing media can terrorize them. But excuse me, the one thing we learned in the Trump administration, the first go around is we got to put in all American patriots top to bottom. And we got them for law enforcement. We got them for Intel collection. We got them for offensive operations. We got them for department of defense, CIA everywhere. We're going to come after you, whether it's criminally or civilly, we'll figure that out. But yeah, we're putting you all on notice. And Steve, This is why they hate us. This is why we're tyrannical. This is why we're dictators, because we're actually going to use the constitution to prosecute them for crimes. They said we have always been guilty of, but never have. (sighs) Told you so. I mean, honestly, like at this point, that's, that's my only response to what these two deeply evil human beings are saying. And yeah, this is evil. This is dictator speech. And of course this is why when Donald Trump goes on Sean Hannity's, uh, you know, little exclusive interview and he says like, I'll be dictator for just a day. No, you won't. No, you won't. Your friends are sitting here admitting we're going to have a top to bottom change. We've got the lawyers, we've got the staffers. We're going to take over the department of defense. We're going to take over the CIA. We're going to use the constitution to actually violate the constitution and persecute our political enemies, whether they're in the media, you know, because they did specifically single out Morning Joe and MSNBC, but it's not going to stop there. It never stops there. There's always the first they came for the, you know how it goes. That's what this is. That's what we're looking at with a second Trump administration. The man, as I have said, will never leave office again if he gets back into that office. And every single one of us Unless you are a MAGA hat, MAGA flag waving, you know, Trump cultists, all of us will have targets painted on our faces for them to come after. They're promising that to us now. You know, I'm old enough to remember just a year ago, really, because it was, you know, talking point for the midterms. How Republicans were telling us that it is in fact, the Democrats, Democrat run state, Democrats run cities, uh, that were soft on crime, right? We're just letting all these criminals out there do whatever the hell they want. And Democrats aren't stopping the bad guys. Well, fast forward to this week when freshly minted new Republican house speaker, Mike Johnson admitted that it is in fact, the Republicans that are trying to protect real actual criminals here in the United States. And Johnson admitted this when he told reporters that they're working on, you know, releasing more security footage from the January 6th Capitol riot. But what's taking them so long is that they're blurring out everybody's faces, you know, so that law enforcement officials can't find the people who stormed the Capitol. Johnson said, quote, we have to blur some of the faces of persons who participated in the events of that day, because we don't want them to be retaliated against and to be charged by the DOJ. That's a slow process to get it done. We're working steadily on it. We've hired additional personnel to do that. And all those tapes ultimately will be out so everybody can see them and draw their own conclusions. Now, in addition, to admitting that you're protecting people who broke the law. Being inside of the Capitol that day was a violation of law that is trespassing on federal property and also likely obstructing an official, uh, uh, act of Congress, two felonies. So not only are you admitting that you're protecting criminals, but you also yourself likely just admitted to criminal activity yourself. Here's why. The Justice Department, the FBI is still investigating the events of January 6th. They have not found all the people. They still need to locate people. So it is an active criminal investigation. What the Republicans are doing here and, and you know, local law enforcement as well, what they're doing here is admitting we're blurring out their faces so they cannot be identified. By doing that, you're admitting to obstruction of justice. That's how I read that. That is Mike Johnson, as far as I can tell, admitting to uh, obstruction of justice. That, that's what's happening here. Like let's go ahead and arrest him. Let's arrest the speaker of the house for obstruction of justice. That's what needs to happen right now. These bastards, you understand, are trying to cover up for real legitimate, criminals who stormed the Capitol on January 6th because, oh, we don't, we don't want them retaliated against, retaliated against, you mean held accountable for their actions? That's not retaliation. That's actually how the United States justice system is supposed to work, right? You do something illegal, you get held accountable. But as we have learned, thanks to Donald Trump, by the way, Republicans no longer care about accountability. They hate accountability. They hate the truth. They hate law enforcement. They hate the justice system. They hate judges. They hate every aspect of it because they know that they are the ones that are breaking the law. They are the ones whose supporters are breaking the law. So they want nothing to do with any of it to hell with the justice system here in the United States. That's what these bastards are doing. And if it doesn't piss you off, then you shouldn't even be paying attention to politics, I guess. But this is big and this is serious. And they're openly admitting to it because they know damn well that nothing's going to happen to them, but they're not always going to be in power now, are they? With McCarthy resigning this week, Republicans find themselves with only a two vote majority in the house. Maybe next November we can take that down to a Democratic majority at that point. And if that happens, Democrats need to immediately release every single unedited piece of footage from January 6th and hold these criminals responsible. Maybe also go ahead and launch an investigation into the possible criminal activity of Republicans trying to cover for these idiots. Witness list was released for the prosecutors in Fulton County, Georgia this week. And there's a new name on that list of, by the way, roughly 150 potential witnesses that they're going to call. So a lot of names, but one of them obviously stands out more than the others because the new name happens to be former vice president, Mike Pence. Now let's be clear about something here. Just because Mike Pence appears now on this witness list does not mean for certain that Fulton County prosecutors are going to call Mike Pence to come and testify against Donald Trump. But it does kind of imply that we're probably gonna call Mike Pence to come and testify against Donald Trump. So, you know, take that for what you will but there's another more important aspect of it. I'm going to continue on that first thought in just a moment, but, but think about this. What do we also have in Fulton County? Well, we have a, a, a defendant, Donald Trump, who loves to attack Mike Pence, right? He loves to go out there and say, Pence could have done this. Pence is a coward. Pence, 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 Pence. Well, now Pence is listed as a potential witness which means from this point forward, anytime Donald Trump goes out there and bad mouths Mike Pence, it could be seen in the eyes of the law as witness intimidation or witness tampering, whatever you want to call it. That's a effing brilliant move on behalf of these prosecutors, because even if they do not fully intend to call Pence They can still put him on the potential witness list, which will protect him from anything Donald Trump says. So if Donald Trump, as I said, goes out there, starts attacking Mike Pence, they could hit him with witness tampering charges, which might be the goal here, or they could also use that as justification to go ahead and slap him with a gag order. Either way, kind of seems like a really brilliant move, even if you're not going to call Mike Pence, kind of setting the Pence trap, if you will, for Donald Trump, because you know, he's going to attack him. Like that is coming. It may have already happened, you know, in the time you're watching this, but Trump's going to screw it up. And that could open the door for more charges against him or another gag order or both, right? We don't know. But here's the thing. If Pence does testify, which uh, a couple months ago, Pence said he has no intention of testifying, but if he's called, he'll do it. He'll comply with the law. He says, so Pence is not going to put up any roadblocks allegedly, but if Mike Pence does get called to testify, that of course is going to be horrific for Donald Trump. I mean, Pence was a part of these conversations. He was the guy that was being told, do not certify, do not preside over this, you know, put the fake electors in there. Don't put the real electors in there. So Pence knows all the dirty little secrets of this administration and to make it even better for Mike Pence, Mike Pence got nothing to lose, right? I mean, he ended his bid, uh, for the Republican nomination a month or so ago, like he dropped out. He never gained any traction whatsoever. So he knows that his future political ambitions are dead on arrival. So he has nothing to lose politically speaking if he goes and testifies against Donald Trump and is the guy that ends up putting Trump in jail for it. So Pence, can testify freely, clearly, and not worry about anything because Pence is going to go on after that. He'll probably be a behind the scenes guy, you know, a fundraiser, perhaps work at a big lobbying firm, maybe start his own consultancy, whatever. He'll be fine. He'll make lots of money. He could be a right-wing talker, still find enough of an audience, but he could totally turn the tables against Donald Trump or his name might just be a trap to see if we can hit Trump with a new gag order or maybe some new charges. Either way, not going to end well for Donald Trump. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fairandbalanced and follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fairandbalanced.